Welcome to episode number 20 of the Technician Academy podcast hosted by ASE Master Technician Richard Young. This episode is powered by AutopartsUniversity.com. Quality reviews on quality parts at a quality price. AutopartsU.com. In this episode, Richard talks with Cassie Marsh, Assistant Product Manager at Carter Fuel Systems. They discuss what led Cassie to pursue a career in the automotive industry. Cassie gives her thoughts on aftermarket manufacturers and why it is important that they have a good working relationship with today's technicians. She also discusses her thoughts about working in a male-dominated industry and shares some tips for young women in the industry today. We hope that you enjoy episode number 20 of the Technician Academy podcast powered by AutopartsUniversity.com. Welcome to today's Technician Academy podcast. We're fortunate enough to have Cassie Marsh with us today. She's with Carter Fuel Systems as their product manager and MPI coordinator. Welcome, Cassie. Hi, um, thanks for having me on your podcast today. Well, thank you for participating. So describe for us what what is product manager and MPI coordinator? So I kind of describe the product manager section first. For that, as a product team, we kind of facilitate our product line. So with fuel pumps, we are like the centerfold to talk to engineering, purchasing, operations, and pretty much everyone in the company um, to make sure our product line is up to spec. Some, some of the things we do kind of um, look at competition and what they're doing, like the top 10 parts, um, and we always do market research and just kind of analytics and design our product to make sure that we make the fuel pump replacement as easy as possible for technicians. Okay, so you're out there really making that connection between Carter and the technician. That, that's great. Uh, so how long, and, and so your position there in Lincoln, the industry, how long have you been there and, and what really led up to that? So I've been uh, full-time for a year, over a year now, but the year before that I was an intern and I I graduated from Northwood University. So uh-huh. that's how I started here. So you, you've been full-time there since 2016, correct? Yep, and then in 2015, I had the internship in the summer, and then I also worked over the school year because I guess they liked me so much where I um, worked remote just to help Carter while I was still in school. Wow. I, I mean, that's uh, that says a lot for uh, for you doing your position and, and being able to fill that, that role. Why the automotive industry? Why why did you choose that? I mean, I know Northwoods University is involved with the automotive industry, but uh, how did you get to Northwoods and, and why the automotive industry? I would say um, I got to Northwood mainly for volleyball. So I was recruited to play volleyball in Ridge from Ohio. But once I got there, I kind of, the automotive industry really spoke to me. Um, a lot of people, Northwood's really small, but I know how good they are in the aftermarket. So once you're around people who are interested in such a like good thing, it's kind of empowering where I was like, oh, maybe I, maybe I do want to work in the aftermarket. Yeah. And, and the aftermarket is, uh, and I'm happy to see more and more females enter the aftermarket. Uh, we've had a, several people on our podcast, females that are associated with women in the aftermarket, uh, women in auto care. And, uh, it's, it's great to see more women transition into this industry. So I congratulate you on that. Now, I believe you pursued a double major in economics and marketing while you was at Northwoods. I did. Yeah. I started at I um, started with just economics, and then I decided marketing was kind of for me, just to be able to sell yourself and um, 
sell whatever company you work for. Right. And you done all that while you had an internship with Carter. Uh, did you have any time to do anything other than that? No, I didn't, especially with volleyball. It's just go, go, go all the time. So I had set time to do schoolwork and then a set time to work. Okay. Yeah. So you had to be pretty regimented in that. And that probably transfers over into your current position. Definitely, definitely does. Yeah. You know, this industry has been male dominated and I've been a part of this industry for 30 plus years. And and that is one thing that, like I said earlier, uh, I see it starting to transition into more females coming into this industry. How did you feel about moving into a, a male dominated, you know, having a career in a male dominated world? Well, to be honest, I was actually really excited. I I feel just just what you said that most it's mostly male dominated and they're mostly older. So bringing kind of like fresh eyes and especially being a woman, um, especially working similar to mine, that it's a lot more it's a not newer perspective and a lot more positive just to get that kind of mix of female and male. Right. And, and and that's one thing when you talked earlier about being able to make that connection and making things easier for the technician. Uh, you know, I believe the last numbers I seen that the female uh, of the family or the female driver makes 65 percent of the decisions when it comes to purchasing a repair or paying, getting a repair done from a technician. So I think that's interesting and a great piece that you bringing that perspective and then working through Carter to make the technician's day easier, that's just a, a lot of power, uh, being able to bring that to the table for Carter. Yeah, especially because women, I mean, we have a, a big, powerful voice and we need to be heard in this industry. Yeah, uh, it definitely needs to needs to make that transition. Um, and I, th- I think, uh, and I've said it before, several years ago, I went went to school and and uh, I was in a class with a female technician, and she was probably one of the top five technicians that I've ever met in the last thirty years. Uh, she's just extremely good at what she does, and, and I'm fortunate to know several others in the industry that that. Uh, definitely are improving the industry. So I give you credit for that. So being in the industry uh, full-time for a year, uh, intern prior to that, I've uh, been driving since you were 16. What what do you see the automotive industry going in the next few years? I mean, we talk about telematics, we talk about radar, uh, connected cars, you know, a lot of this is going on, and, and I think we're in a transition phase in the automotive industry. Where do you see it from your perspective going? I see um, kind of what we were talking about earlier, since a large portion of the industry is made up of older male profes- professionals, it's kind of more and more important to see, like, young talent come out. So I, I know that the telematics are coming, and I know, I think um, market research is really important right now, and especially with the younger generation knowing, um, I guess, growing up with computers or millennials, knowing that kind of aspect, it's a lot better just to get those fresh eyes and it's going to move a lot faster and be a lot better. It's going to be like a win-win approach. Absolutely. And, and you you mentioned it a couple of times, fresh eyes. Uh, you know, like I said, I've been in the industry 30 plus years and definitely I see things changing. A set of fresh eyes looking at these changes helps me to understand what's going on. Uh, so, I mean, bringing that aspect uh, of those, the, the female perspective and a set of young eyes looking at 
this industry and, and how it's functioning. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's great, especially like I said, in your position and at Carter and being able to help Carter become maybe, maybe the technician decision to, to work with Carter more because they are easier to work with. And that's definitely directed to what you're doing. So Carter's an aftermarket manufacturer, uh, been in the industry. I remember opening Carter boxes 30 plus years ago and, and, um, you know, it's made some changes, definitely some innovations. How do you think it is for an aftermarket manufacturer? How important is it to have a good understanding and working relationship with those technicians? Well, I, I think it's extremely important. I mean, um, just they're key customers and as manufacturers, we should constantly be striving to provide products that help the installer succeed. So kind of like what I do is I trend um, or I attend trade shows and events that have a primary focus to encourage interaction between the manufacturers and the technicians. So it kind of serves us both and it helps them educate our products and how we can help our business and just knowing more from the customer base. Right. And so I know Carter's done a, a lot of changes and then and, and a whole new program. And so what are, what are, what's 2018 look like or what have you done now to help the technicians? So our main thing right that we've recently done is we had like a re revamped website with specifically with the technician and installer in mind. So we have like a parts finder designated for quick on the go parts lookup. We have a lot of um, guidelines. We have like universal pump guidelines, signs and causes of pump failure, insulation tips, especially just kind of flush a tank. There's, there's one specifically about that. It's because that's been known problem that no one flushes a tank when they put the new fuel pump in. So kind of like, tricks of the trade and, and all of that. And we also just launched a new catalog. So the application guide for our 2017 catalog is like, makes it really quick and easy to look up parts. And so I know that there's not a lot of time and how everything's go, go, go recently, especially with the 2017 era, that it's super fast and it's bilingual and um, it's designed with a technician in mind. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's extremely important. I know, uh, like I said, having been in the industry the time I have been and having worked for OE manufacturer and I commend Carter for looking at the technician as their customer. Uh, that, I think that's something that's been overlooked in the past in years gone by, uh, by manufacturers. So I commend Carter for doing that and, and putting the technician first, you know, the technician, he, he, opens the box, takes out the part and throws the box away. And, and, you know, he's really the customer that we need to focus on. Um, without him, none of us are in business. So I commend Carter for that. And especially making a website that carries content uh, along with a catalog that, that is focused towards making it easier for the technician. That, that's, that's a great piece. And, and in your position, uh, you get to interact with that and you work with the engineering and, and, uh, you know, making that bridge between Carter and, and, uh, the technicians, uh, I'm sure challenging at times. It is, but I, I do love it. And, uh, you know, that's part of the fun. I'm, you mentioned you get to go to trade shows and other events. I mean, you actually get to be out there in the field and, and get some feedback. I'm sure. Yep, for sure. Feedback is the most important, especially if it's always trying to better your line or kind of like the product team, always trying to better our product and making sure we're offering the best for the end user and the, and the technician. Yeah, getting that interaction and getting that feedback sure does make a big difference in, in steps moving forward. So, you know, we talk about technician shortage and 
I, I think it's not just technicians. I think, you know, the parts departments, the, the management side, uh, even even at the OE level, sometimes suffers and, and is lacking in being able to get quality individuals excited about this industry. How do we recruit as an industry? How do we recruit these quality employees? That is a, that is a great question. So the main thing for that is basically you just need to create opportunities for companies to get involved. So I know with Carter specifically, they went to Northwood University for our career fair. So once you um, are able to recruit there and you know Northwood um, obviously has good aftermarket students and they're really passionate with the industry, it's best to go places where, you're, where you know they'll be passionate. And just like um, Yang, which is the Young Auto Care Network Group, I'm a part of that and it's specifically for young individuals who are passionate about the automotive industry. Right. And, and in, in just this, in like this situation here where you're working with us and in the podcast and getting out there and bringing, bringing your information to our listeners who are, who are technicians, uh, both of today and tomorrow. And, you know, being able to be a part of that is, is a great piece. How important are internships? I mean, you using an internship with Carter, how important is that? Those, those are key. Um, companies should always offer hands-on experiences to students that, have this career path, or at least give them a chance to prove their value or prove their worth. I know what my biggest thing is when I wanted to become an intern, I wasn't sure which automotive aftermarket um, company I wanted to go for. But when I interviewed with Carter, it was, hey, we can teach you everything as long as you're willing to learn. So that's what really brought me on, brought me to Carter, just because you need an internship where you learn as much as you can, and that's where you get the most passion. Yeah, and I and I know from personal experience, a lot of a lot of the individuals there at Carter are passionate about the industry, and, and bringing that forefront uh, to the to the industry is a great piece. And and you know, I, it's interesting that you interned with Carter, and you know, you you've moved into this position. I mean, it's it's a great statement of of how important it is for internships. Um, you know, uh, being able to give that experience to the student prior to actually signing on and stepping on board so yeah their internships are critical and especially in youth well yeah and and you mentioned millennials i mean uh it seems like the industry i remember when you know we were talking about the last generation how do we address them how do we get in contact with them how do we touch them on their level and then now with millennials that's the big buzz of how do we touch those how do we get the millennial interested in our components and and by having someone like yourself uh that's experienced at that and and has an opinion about that that's uh, again a statement of how carter is stepping forward so you've been in the industry uh, your internship was what roughly a year and now you've been with Carter full-time for a year. What do you love most about working in this industry? I would definitely say the people. So even with my team, I've had the opportunity to work with people um, in, that have been in the industry for years. So we have a younger younger group, and then we have an older group. And it's just so interesting to kind of have a collaborative atmosphere here where you can uh, bring a variety of skill sets and experience levels together. So it's really interesting to hear um, people with more experience get idea or give ideas to me as to, oh, I didn't even think about it like that because I haven't been in the industry that long. So if there were if it weren't for the people, I mean, I don't know if I'd still be if I would still be here. 
Right. And that's what I find. I mean, and as you're in this industry, uh, I mean, I'm sure your coworkers can tell you this, but, uh, you know, being in the industry as long as I have, and you see people at trade shows that you met 15, 20 years ago, and you still strike up a conversation. because Yeah, I heard this industry, um, everyone knows each other. So it's kind of just like how Northwood was, where everyone knew each other. And I'm kind of excited to be in another tight-knit family like that. Yeah, it's a very personal industry, uh, very person-to-person. Uh, those relationships transfer over. And and it's just like, uh, and I'll say this, you know, as a shop owner and a technician myself, you know, having the customer's trust is transferred right through this industry from top to bottom. Having that relationship and that trust is extremely important in this industry. And, and as you go on in this industry, you'll see that and you'll make those relationships and, and those will come around to, to help you out in the future. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for that. So super busy, I'm sure, there at Carter. You know, a lot of things going on just fresh out of school. What do you do? I mean, is there hobbies that you do, something that you do other than work? I, I do. Sometimes I feel like that's all I do is work. But no, I, I uh, play volleyball still. I, I do a lot of that. I like to stay active, so I do running. And I just moved to live on a lake at the beginning of June. So now I do water sports. And I actually learned how to wakeboard this summer. So, <laughs> so the volleyball, is that uh, a team? I mean, is it a league or what is that? Yeah, I play in uh, two different leagues. So I play in a co-ed league on Tuesdays and then a fours uh, girls league on Thursdays. Wow. So kind of stay in volleyball. Um, some, of the, some of people think it's a beer league, but I think it's pretty pretty competitive. We, we play to win. So. <laughs> well, and that's, that's great. I mean, uh, in just talking to you a little bit that I have and, and looking at where you've been and you know it comes as a testament you know double major playing volleyball uh internship at carter all together i mean it tells me that you're pretty competitive and you and you do like to win so that's that's great so you live on a lake what you're in michigan i believe i am yep lake's gonna freeze over are you gonna ice fish or anything like that um i haven't taken that into consideration yet just because the so I live with a roommate, and she has an older brother that lives with us as well. And I believe he ice fishes. So, you know, I might I might give it a try this winter. I'm sure you'll have an opportunity. It does get cold up there. It does. If you could have any vehicle you wanted, and I ask most of my guests this, what what's the vehicle you want to park in the garage? A minivan. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I would probably say like a Tesla Model S. That's, that's what I would have. Model S. All right. Yep. So you're you're not only uh, what, what attracts you to the Tesla? I would say mainly just because we had a lot of case studies about Tesla at Northwood, and just the company, the culture, and the overall the initiatives that they've taken to brand their company and kind of their um, environmental changes is what really draws me to Tesla. Right. I, I got a good friend that uh, he's uh, also a instructor and trainer and, and uh he works for tesla and, and you hit it right on the head some of the things that drawed him to them also was the same of the same thing so i mean going back to your marketing i mean that's that's how they've marketed and, and they're successful at it so and they're nice looking too we can't forget that <laughs> they are a pretty nice looking car uh first one i had experience with i was riding with a gentleman and and we were out on the interstate and uh 
we're just cruising along and I didn't realize we were talking and he said he asked me guess how fast we're going and I said oh, I don't have a clue you know we were running uh-huh. probably 90 95 and it was just as smooth as if you was running 30 so yeah I mean it yeah, was it's it's pretty neat uh definitely definitely a car that i don't know that i would have one here in the midwest because uh you know i may get in a vehicle and drive 300 mile before i stop so i uh, don't know that that fits into my category but so if i had you in front of a room of let's say 300 females let's say it was a women in auto care conference and you had the opportunity to talk to them and what would be your closing thoughts your your tips for these women in this industry or or let's even say that with those women that are already professionals uh there was a group of of young students uh in college female students what would what would be your words to them i would say the the most important thing was to be heard so um i would say find your voice and speak up especially when you're bringing new ideas to the table oftentimes if you're overcrowded by males then you're one female versus 10 males or however people think about it, they think that they can't say anything because their ideas will automatically be shot down. And that's, that's the worst thing you can possibly think. You should always go with confidence and have your ideas be heard and acknowledged. That's, that's great. That's great words. Uh, and that confidence, this, uh, being able to bring that confidence as a female and, and like I said earlier, I think it's making a change, and I think it's a good change with more females in the industry. But having that confidence, how how difficult is that to have that confidence as a female in this male-dominated industry? I would say not at Carter, uh, not not at Carter at all. Um, but in the overall industry, I would say when I started, I was scared and I wasn't confident. But as soon as you say one thing that people like, it's easier to say another thing. It's easier to say ideas you might think are stupid or may think are silly it's a lot easier to bring those about once you or at least have your foot in the door okay so yeah uh so i commend carter for creating that atmosphere to encourage that um you know you mentioned not at carter and and that's great Uh, that's great to have an employer and and a company that sees the future and, and understands the value of having those different aspects both young and old female and male um, and that, that, that is a plan for success. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, I agree. so Cassie, we, we've discussed quite a few things and, and, and brought out some highlights. Um, this is an industry that, uh, like we mentioned has been male dominated. I applaud you for moving into this industry and bringing, bringing your opinions and, and, and uh, your ideas to this industry, because I think it's something that's dearly needed. Uh, both at your age uh, and as a female. Um, so I, I applaud you for that. And I, and I thank you for your time. And, and uh, you know, here on the podcast, I'm thankful for your input. I look forward to future conversations. But uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to the listeners before we close? I would say just to never be intimidated to exhibit your talent. One of the main things that I, I would leave this, and thank you so much for having me. And I'm glad that I got to hear kind of firsthand how important the technicians are and how, um, how we can better our relationship with technicians each and every day. 
Yeah, and and I and I'll put my technician hat on real quick. Uh, you know, like I said, I've I remember opening a Carter box years ago, and and I'm excited to hear that uh, that Carter has a focus uh, on the technician and the installer. Um, that's something I think that this industry is is missing out on uh, having that focus. So I commend you and I commend Carter for that. And like I said, uh, thank you for your time uh, and your input. And it's been a great conversation. I look forward to future conversations. Yeah. Thank you again. Uh huh. Thank fun. you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Technician Academy podcast brought to you by Extend Performance. Don't forget to visit us online at technician.academy. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Technician.academy, built to educate.